Radio. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. episode is brought to you by Scotchtoberfest. Is that real? Oh, uh, no. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it. You used me! <laughs> <laughs> We're, of course, talking about the episode Bart's Girlfriend. This is the seventh episode of the sixth season. It originally aired November 6th, 1994. It was directed by Susie Dieter, written by John Collier. And showrunner was David Merkin. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. There was a lot of interesting last names that I had to say in a string, and I feel very <laughs> proud of myself. So I just wanted to get that out. Yeah, I think that's Great. Mm-hmm. Good job, Julia. Thank you so much, Ellie. <laughs> um, so let's just dive in. Uh, you already kind of heard our guest um, be the voice of Willie for uh, a brief <laughs> second. Great, great job, by the way. Thank you. Um, Thank you have you. a second life uh, as a Willie impersonator. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> I mean, of all, things, yeah, yeah. of all the things to be. Uh, I'm so excited. We've been um, wanting to get you on this podcast for a good long while. Yeah. And now you're here in Los Angeles, so we can do it. Um, please, everyone, welcome the author of the book, Where am I now? True stories of girlhood and accidental fame. Mara Wilson. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this show means a lot to me and always has. So, yeah, it's definitely something that I've been looking forward to being a part of. Mm, that makes us feel happy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh, this is a long time coming. We're very excited now not to break the wall too much, but off off P, off podcast, uh, you told us the beginning of a little bit of a story you have about not yes. Nancy Cartwright. Well, like like I said, I mean, The Simpsons was, The Simpsons means a lot to me, and so do, you know, any kind of appreciation of The Simpsons that uh, that is is more than superficial, I think. I The Simpsons in our house, like, we were... We we were probably as much like Simpsons fans as we were Jews, and we were observant <laughs> Jews. We did the Sabbath Sabbath candles, the Shabbos candles, and we did we went to you know to Temple on High Holy Days and everything. So we were pretty you know the Simpsons was a regular occurrence in our house. Uh, it was it was something that formed our sense of humor and our parents. I mean, my mom loved it. Uh, my my dad my dad liked it. He didn't get super into it, but but my mom loved it, and the, our whole family loved it. So. It was something that I, I think I secretly always wanted to do a voice on, and I stopped watching it when I when I went away to boarding school and we didn't have TVs. Boarding school is also going to come up again yeah, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I did we didn't have TVs there, but we. But the thing is that uh, I I still was like this is something that has meant an incredible amount to me, and when I was in college I found out because as most of you know I used to do a little acting, and I was in a few movies when I was a kid because that's what you do when you grow up in Burbank. Uh, you can <laughs> you can join the softball team or you can be a child actor, and I chose the latter, and so I did a couple of of I was in movies, and then and for a while I had a lisp and I had least teeth, and there was a bunch of times where I just didn't quite. Say Sound right, and I did. I, I somebody sent me an interview that Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart, did on NPR, where she said she was like, you know, uh, sometimes I would I would copy like people's voices. I would hear like inspiration for voices, uh, places like there was that one actress who was in movies in the nineties, Mara Mara Wilson, I think her name was. <laughs> she had a little bit of a lisp and she had loose teeth, and so I ended up using her voice for a character. And yeah, that was like that was like being told that I was being written into the Torah. Like that <laughs> was that was one of the it's still one of the most the coolest things that I can imagine, one of the most amazing things mm-hmm. that that has happened in my life. And I think I know which one it is. I think it's in um in Bart Sells His Soul. 
Oh my god! There's the there's the little there's a little girl. Yeah, Unky Mo. Oh, oh yeah. I think that's what it is. I think she used my five year old voice for the sodi is too cold. It makes my teeth hurt. Oh, that's amazing. Well, you know what? We're gonna ask her because she's gonna be on very oh soon. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah please do. Uh, yeah, she's she might be listening right now. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> from inside the house. That's awesome. Um, that is so cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely a crowning achievement, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm still mad that nobody has added that added that to my Wikipedia page. My Wikipedia <laughs> page needs editing people. Yeah, uh, get to it, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. After this drops, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be changed. Yeah, I, think that, I hope you know, so. I hope so. I trust our nerdy listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a long time ago when I asked you um, which episode you wanted to do, uh, you had said Mother Simpson, which I really did yeah. want to do. Unfortunately, uh, we we weren't able to get you on at that time. Yeah, and I figured that one was going to be claimed. It's but such a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that is an episode that that uh, was... was uh, kind of cathartic and painful for me because my mother died when I was eight and that came out uh, I think a few months before she died actually wow but then and then we watched it I would watch it a lot afterwards and and uh, I was actually on an episode of Sarah Thayer's and Susan Orlean's Crybabies where they talk about things that always make us cry. And they they put on the end of that episode and I just sobbed oh, and yeah. sobbed. And yeah. and yeah, it was it was I think when I was younger it, that was an episode that it hurt too much to cry. But now I watch it and I cry every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's of course. such a yeah, it's such a beautiful episode, and it's such a departure from what they were doing at the time, which was hilarious but amazing. But uh, yeah, so that's that's definitely one of my favorites. That's definitely one that's close to my heart. But there are so many great episodes from that time. I know we talk about season seven a lot, but I think season six is fantastic as mm-hmm. well. And uh, there are a lot of great Lisa centric episodes there. And but this one, I think I, I chose because I. I, this is a lot of people love to talk about the Devil Wears Prada and Meryl Streep and the Devil Wears Prada and, and how that was such an iconic role for her. But this is, I believe, Meryl Streep's finest performance. That's so yeah. awesome. I agree. Yes. I, uh, when you listen to this as a or when you watch this episode as a kid and maybe you don't have uh, such a good radar for like voice actors, yeah. even if you know who Meryl Streep is, you might not be like, wait. Wait, she's the voice of this little girl? It gets me every time. And I didn't know who Meryl Streep was really when I was six or seven. But then, you know, and then watching it again when I was 14, I was like, that's Meryl Streep. Every Mm -hmm. time I forgot, every time I got lost in it, which which is what Meryl Streep should do. She should make you get lost in a character. And a lot of film actors and and traditionally trained actors even aren't necessarily the best voice actors. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is which is actually a big problem in the community. Community where a lot of voice actors are really annoyed because the the stars keep getting these parts, and I think it makes sense when it's you know somebody like Jack Black who's just goofy to begin with, or you know, or right? It's, but if it's like Tina yeah. Fey as like whenever I see those like you know big posters of um animated features, yeah, where it's like, you know this person, Kristen Wiig is. Well, maybe that's if you have to, well, yeah, because she's actually like a lot of comedians are are good at it if they're like actually good comedians, but mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of celebrities, it's like like why would you need Ryan Reynolds to and be who doing is this? It for? Because like exactly. the, kid, the kids want to go see the fish making friends. They don't yeah. want to go kids because don't care. Kids <laughs> a don't care. That mom likes. They're isn't not it? keeping track yeah. of the IMDb star meter, and and no. have, and they're not checking Rotten Tomatoes before they go see you know and Nut think, Job Two. Or yeah, whatever. I think there are different. Definitely, <laughs> there are definitely things. I mean, I'm I, I did a voice on BoJack Horseman, and there are a lot of you know there are a lot of like big name actors on that show, but I think. 
in some ways it's sort of commentary on that. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's it's meta, so I feel I feel a little bit more okay. And that's a yeah. show for adults. That's not and a, that show is a show for, for adults. Kids. So, so it, that makes sense. It makes sense. And and Will Arnett is, you know, fantastic on that show. And, and it's a show about Hollywood. So you have Exactly. So there's layers there. And mm-hmm. you know, and Angela Bassett is just as fantastic in that as she is in everything else. So there's 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 that, but I feel like yeah, when it's when it's children's shows, it, it, who cares and why, and we don't, and <laughs> right. you know that that said, please please cast me on your uh, voiceover things. <laughs> done I, and done. I do love doing voiceover. I really do. I always have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, this is Meryl Streep's finest performance because she was what forty five when she was doing this, and she was playing yeah. an evil nine year old girl. It is mm-hmm. so good too. There's something. I mean, there's something very haunting about this voice. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I won't say sultry because it's a child, but there's definitely like a taunting flirtation. Yeah, there really is. There really is. Devilishly coy. There's so many different layers. There's so many different, everything that she says seems so calculated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything. I really like to imagine Jessica's inner monologue. Yes. Oh my God. I really do. Jessica is is yeah. She's such an interesting character. So and uh, what a name, Jessica Lovejoy. She wins. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the episode or the Wikipedia too much, I just also want to say that the character design of Jessica is perfect. Yeah, like, it is. I love that. Uh, you know. It's often a trope that characters that have dark hair are often the evil one or the plain one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they made her like such a like, you know, at first, like she is the good girl, mm-hmm. but she's got like this. It's, it's She's not a blonde girl, which I also kind of appreciated as right. a brunette as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And uh, I just I, I think that she's like the perfect looking girl for Bart. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, because we have Laura Powers at one episode, but. Like that makes sense in its own way. For, yeah, in terms tomboy, of age, in terms of yeah. age appropriate, it's perfect. Yeah, and I was reading a little bit about the production on this episode and how um, there was a really difficult process in designing her character because they kind of just were trying to find a way to Simpsonize. You know, they wanted to find the origin of the story was like let's give Bart a girlfriend that's more evil than he is, <laughs> right? And it was kind of hard to find that because they had also just had Lisa's rival as an episode in this season. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good. It's a really good corollary to that, mm-hmm. though. It's yeah. it's really it's really good and to f- later on uh, Lisa's date with density which also yes. which also shows you the different ways that that boys and girls have crushes at that age I think yeah. it definitely shows and also the different ways that 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 troublemakers that that boys and girls are troublemakers mm-hmm. there's there's boys usually just want to have fun and girls want power yes yeah yeah, yeah. there's also the great moment later on where Lisa kind of you know. Uh, kind of makes it as simple as possible, which is just like girls want to tame the bad boy and vice yeah. versa. Like there's just always going to be that part of her that then shows up in Lisa's density. It, yeah. Lisa's state with density. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But before we get too carried away, just yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we always love to read um, the synopsis uh, of this episode for people that haven't watched it in a little while. Uh, we read it uh, just ice cold from Wikipedia, um, and it can go one or two ways. Usually it's the bad way. Um, you know how Wikipedia goes. So yeah. uh, for people that haven't watched this episode in a while, here we go. Uh, the plot of the episode follows a secret romance of Bart and Jessica Lovejoy, Reverend Lovejoy's daughter. Bart tries to end the romance when he discovers that behind her innocent facade as a preacher's kid, she's an even bigger troublemaker than he is. Jessica then steals the money from the collection plate, leaving Bart to take the blame until Lisa exposes the truth. Really jumped ahead there. That was, yeah, there, yeah. Were, there were some gaps in there. Didn't yeah. mention the love that they share. Scotch-toberfest. Or... Or... Yeah, where was... Or Jack's. <laughs> the way that this episode begins with all the kids playing 
playing in the field is pretty fun. Yeah, the beginning of this is great. Uh, obviously, with the lens of 2017, we know that you probably don't want to have like Cowboys versus Indians stuff, but that, right. they're, they're kids being kids. And they, they also just fun. they also realize how awful the Cowboys are. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Milhouse, who is dressed as a cowboy, makes a uh, statement that's kind of like, oh, yeah, um, they've been mad at us ever since we gave them those blankets that are covered in cooties. Uh, like yeah. the, the very kid version of what I love that. that. I think was, and this is a testament to to what what public school education was like in that time. That was the first time I'd ever heard of of smallpox blankets, <laughs> yeah. which was on, was on The Simpsons, which is which is incredibly sad. Yeah, that really that is. This horrible part of history came, but then I learned a lot about history from The Simpsons. So. Same here. Same. Uh, and they even correct themselves and say uh, Native Americans, yeah. like they 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 know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. But this was like kind of I, I watched this probably around the same age too of you know just like right before you get all woke about Columbus Day yeah you know like there was like that one moment I think it all happened to us in like middle school when we like really <laughs> yeah. dug deep and we're like wait a minute why are we still celebrating yeah. this this is not yeah. right yeah it's it's a weird world where we're all taught things to then get untaught them later <laughs> yeah. and it's in the curriculum it's, it, <laughs> it is I also love the homage to Planet of the Apes because yes, that was yeah. also a big that was also a big uh, part of, of our family like my my uh my brother Joel's favorite movie favorite movies are Planet of the Apes. My Joel has like a weird ape thing where where so do he, the Simpsons. Yeah, and well that's and I and I think it also might be have been inspired by the Simpsons. Like that's mm. probably part of the reason he studied physical anthropology is because of the Simpsons. <laughs> oh wow. He has shirts that say, Oh my god, I was wrong, it was Earth all along. Oh, and amazing. Yeah, it's it's very much I love that. That's that's something that's been a part of us. But yeah, I love the homage to them mm-hmm. sweeping up the kids. And I didn't notice that in, until this episode is Shlomo, time for your violin lesson. I know. <laughs> Do yeah. you ever know who Shlomo is? I don't think Shlomo. I don't think Shlomo is a character. I know Old Jewish Man is a character, and he's called Old Jewish Man. Yeah. He is called a Old Jewish Man. It's safe to assume that that is uh, that's the. Uh, junior version of that. He's yeah. a young Jewish <laughs> child. Yeah. Anyway, um, I really love. Um, I love this imagery. Uh, as you said, it's a Planet of the Apes reference, which might have been lost on some viewers who uh, just think that they're being kidnapped and, and tortured, which is pretty right. scary. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I I really love that. Oh, yeah. First of all, the Jax moment is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But um, I really just love how it's like this beautiful, free place for children that, of course, has to end abruptly every single Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Super relatable. It's, I hated it, going to church. Yeah. <laughs> it just it reminds you of that period of like how free you were and then how like controlled by adults you mm-hmm. were as yeah. well. Um, and then of course we get uh, we get to church and even <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're going to mention. It's just yeah. No, please, please. Even even in church Bart is so bored and <laughs> yeah. sad. he's not a troll. Oh yeah, I love this moment. It was like such a weird <laughs> such a weird specific moment that wasn't like a huge joke that could have easily have been There's cut. a lot of those in this episode though. I I, I forgotten how how many just this is one of those episodes like like I, I just I loved a lot of the bigger ones you know like the glue and everything like that but I forgot how just there are so many episodes so many things in this episode that are just like it's like a last exit to Springfield where there's just honestly a laugh every minute yes yeah. because yeah and it's so dry uh, mm-hmm. so we get this moment where Bart takes out this troll doll who has tall blue hair and Marge is just I'm like a troll <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> they played Which, a lot of royalties for songs in this episode yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> that sounds like something I would have done though when I was absolutely. bored. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, part of being a kid is learning to entertain yourself, and I love the ways that yeah. you see it. Um, but I love. Marge. Yeah. I mean, I used to like take the forks and knives and spoons at restaurants and act out little melodramas with them. Absolutely. So, yeah. That was that was definitely. They were very sexist. Now that I think about it, the fork <laughs> yeah. was always the hero. The spoon was always in distress. Knife was the bad guy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I could have done better. Troll man, that is amazing. Yeah. Tro- I do love projecting personalities onto. Um, uh, Inanimate objects. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've been doing that my whole life, and yeah. I still do that today. Mm-hmm. I think I've said it before on the podcast, but one of my favorite go-to uh, friends was the stapler remover, because it looks <gasps> yes. like a little mouse. It looks so evil. <laughs> Absolutely. It does. 100%. Yeah, you can do like a... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely And then you can thing. take a paper clip and have a real-life clippy moment. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to do this. That's what I'm saying. It looks like you're trying to kill me. Um, but uh, I love Marge uh, so much. She grabs the troll doll and is just like, I don't want you playing with something with such ridiculous hair. Awful, awful, awful hair. That's so fun. <laughs> well, I, Marge is one of my favorites, I oh think. My, God. my favorite characters on every show, whether it's whether it's, you know, Todd and Bojack Horseman <laughs> or it's uh it's Bobby on King of the Hill oh, or Luann. Yeah. I always love the most I always love the sincere characters. Yeah. Ernest characters are Ernest the characters. Best. Zoidberg. Dr. Zoidberg is my favorite yes. character on Future. So There's something so sure. kind about them and then the comedy that comes from them feels so earned because it they does. Are such I've, a I've also character. always liked Milhouse and yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's another Milhouse is another one and yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get into Martin. my real Martin, I was Martin. Yeah. I was the kind <laughs> of like a geode? The the oh god, I totally had geodes. <laughs> I totally had geodes. I, I very much like was was like when everybody knows that I'm smarter than them surely they'll like me which first of all I wasn't smarter than everybody and second of all no they did not like me yeah like I had a moment in 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 I think freshman year of high school where I thought it would be funny to respond to the to you know the roll call with I'm not not here <laughs> and a kid in the, a that's kid, hilarious everybody in my class hated me that's I remember so them funny. actually saying like why don't you somebody being like why don't you like Mara like a TA or something or or when like the, the grown-up kids they came from like the, the community college to talk to us about I don't know feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was health class, ninth grade health class, <laughs> and uh, this kid in the the row next to me. Um, and yeah, and, and they're like, "Why don't you like Mara?" And someone said, "She uses big words." Oh ah! yeah, that kid. But that kid, I said, "I'm not not here," and he said, "That's not not funny." Ah! Oh my god, that's, that's pretty pretty that's funny. Pretty good, though. That is pretty <laughs> I, funny. I have a similar. <laughs> I, I was Martin Prince. Yeah. yeah, I think I was 12 years old, 12 or 12 or 13, and I had this crush on on this other kid who was my age. And I remember talking to him on AIM. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, thinking that I was getting some real traction, flirting with him. I was like, "I'm talking to this guy. His name's Clay, which is a hot dude's name for sure. Yeah, uh, especially at that age." And I was like. Like, we're talking for like 20 minutes. Like, we're hitting a stride, right? And then uh, around that time in the conversation, I remember him saying to me on AIM, you talk like a 30-year-old yeah. as a diss. And I was like, oh, I'm Thank not you. I'm not getting a kiss from this fellow. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, and I, yeah. yeah, I was flattered a little bit, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really quick, let's take a quick break. What a great break. I love that break. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're back in church and we have Reverend Lovejoy saying that his uh, his daughter is going to read the same passage that mm-hmm. I just read, which is great. And uh, we get that moment of uh, Bart seeing Jessica for the first time. And uh, wow, there is a God. And this, this amazing, gag, so yeah. amazing gag where <laughs> we just get the lighthouse light shining in. And we have the guy saying, it's like, I'm telling you, it'd work better if it pointed to the sea. He's just like, I know what I'm doing. 
doing. And then he says, oh, I, I hate, hate the, the sea and, and everything, everything in it. it. <laughs> what a great bit. Yeah, so this is like the... Captain wh- McAllister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so great. I love when they go to him for a quick joke like that. It is. Yeah, we see him in like the Hot Pants episode a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hot Pants. Uh, so uh, Bart, of course, is now infatuated with Jessica and has to figure out a way to get uh, her attention and we get the first like we get to hear her speak and it's very like the way that she does it is so dismissive without being like a total asshole which mm-hmm. is amazing um, but gets the name wrong thanks Art <laughs> I have to go stand over here now I, I really yeah. like that I have to move my chair this way now exactly. I, feel like I, I feel like that is a line that that probably was used a lot at that time it's mm-hmm. sort of like how when I was like 15 I started saying not on Rex Manning Day and my brother was like <laughs> shut up everybody was saying that 10 years ago I'm so funny I say that today yeah, yeah I still do that but yeah it, but I, I, I feel that. like yeah I have to turn my chair this way now is a great way to dismiss somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love that Bart is trying to figure out what it is about himself that is unlikable and he says is it my hair my overbite the fact that I've worn the same clothes day in day I out know. for four years it's a very meta episode yeah. I love it I also love that Lisa calls him the devil's cabana boy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I wrote that down you're me the devil's too. cabana boy that was in my notes as well <laughs> uh, yeah and then uh, yeah the moment where we get that um, you know wonderful dismissive line is also when uh, this is in the Sunday school when Ralph, Jesus did not have wheels yes I know I wrote that down so too it's so good I love that moment so alright Bart's been talking to Lisa about trying to get to Jessica Lovejoy and in like very basic kid logic well she's the daughter of um, the reverend then surely she must want me to be very holy and that's how I'm going to get to her Yeah. when he shows up to Sunday school it's this great moment of like oh dear God, like, yeah. didn't you learn from we, last time? We were all happy, particularly the hamster. <laughs> that poor little that hamster. Poor hamster. <laughs> Did you guys ever go to Sunday school when you were growing up? Well, uh, kind of. Yeah. I, I went to I went to Hebrew school for a while, and then I got really tired of it because we were in the same. I was maybe like eleven or twelve, and we were in the same group as the kids, mm. and it was so slow. And they told us later that they changed it and they they separated the group. But I was just like, well, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. So I never had a bat mitzvah because of that. And then my dad married a Catholic woman, so it wasn't that much of a concern. Close yeah. to her. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I still kind of feel like I should have had a bat mitzvah, mm. uh, and and I probably will maybe at you some could do point. It now? Yeah, I probably will. I mean, my grandma had one when she was 60. So it's it's, you know, but but yeah, but it it is just as like dull as. Yeah, yeah. I remember them trying to liven it up by like, you know, here you can get these tickets and then win these points for getting a prize from basically the 99 cent store like you if, yeah. you if you do enough like good deeds if you do this then you can win like a bag of M&M's or something yeah yeah I, 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 uh, I never really had religion pushed on me in any way um, I was kind of raised a little agnostic my mom is Christian my dad is agnostic and I was kind of just like I stopped believing in God before I stopped believing in Santa like I believed <laughs> yeah. in Santa until I was like 13 and I was just like he's real <laughs> like yeah. I just get two so... things I know He's real and yeah, I know. Like kids who don't believe in God but believe in ghosts. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Oh yeah, but they do. It is a certain special kind of monotony that comes from from Hebrew school or Sunday school, and I think that they capture it really well there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love uh, Bart having to struggle to become this good person when he's given the slingshot, and he's just like, "Must fight Satan, make it up to him another day." Yeah. One thing that always interested me in this episode was how dismissive Jessica is of the slingshot shot. Bart Simpson? Yes, ma'am. 
I'd like to return to your wonderful Sunday school, please. Uh, but, Bart, we end you from Sunday school. You were happy. We were happy. Everybody was happy, particularly the hamster. I've changed my ways. Please give me another chance, ma'am. All right, Bart. The Bible does teach forgiveness. Class, I want you to welcome back our prodigal son. What's prodigal mean? Oh, dear. You know, the great thing about Sunday school is we're finally learned something we can use. Yeah, so true. I have to turn my chair this way now. Somehow, I gotta convince her I'm a good person. All right, I have to sit here and behave no matter what. Okay, class, we have a special treat today for pass around. A replica slingshot David used to slay Goliath. While you kids are looking at that, I'll just busy myself in this file cabinet. Must fight Satan. Make it up to him. Later. You know, I was considering staying after school and helping teacher clean up. Oh, do you ever think anything you don't say? Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. That always fascinated me, and that's why I like to imagine her. I also like her, do you ever think anything you don't say? Yeah. Because so it's dismissive, and it gives you a glimpse into who she is, yeah. but, but also... Yeah, the, the way that the way that she looks at the slingshot, though, like I feel like that also is kind of a clue because she's basically saying this is kid stuff. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, I mean the way like, do you ever think anything you don't say is like so specifically? Well, it's, it's like a very sophisticated way to diss somebody, especially exactly. at that age. It's not like you're stupid, you're dumb, you're this. It's like really getting in under the layers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how different this episode would have been with weaker writers and still Mer Meryl Streep. You smell funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we get uh, this great Scotchtoberfest. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that it's a sting. <laughs> oh, yeah. If uh, if anyone would like to walk us through what Willie is doing and saying, it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. I, I just so, wrote Scotchtoberfest with an exclamation point. I, I forgot about this. He's like, he's like, of course, we wouldn't go into battle wearing these kilts. We'd wear a full, what does he say? A like full a full gown. A full gown. Sequence. sequence. <laughs> the idea was to blind your opponents with luxury. <laughs> Which I completely forgot. And it, then, yeah, and then Bart ties uh, balloons to his kilt so it goes yeah. flying up and the crowd is horrified. And we see just a lovely drawing of an ass. Yeah. Just like a perfect <laughs> ass. They're very Scott, good at drawing butts. Scott They're very good. Ass, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then we find out it's actually pretty scary. The tree, like, is uh, a yeah. man dressed as a tree and everyone, like, comes out and it's a staying and Skinner's very excited and says, like, a three months, three months attention. I can't believe you believe the Scotchtoberfest is real. Uh, yeah. Willie is like, it's not. <laughs> you used me, Skinner. <laughs> you used me! Perfect. I love so it. So good. And then, uh, of course, uh, we get uh, Jessica super into this and yeah. is, you know invites invites him to dinner. And then there's that very odd moment of just like, there's nothing else to do now but strut. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I have thought that so many times in my life. Anytime something goes well or like somebody cute flirts with me, I honestly do think nothing else to do but strut. And yeah. I will go strutting down the street. You were right there. Yeah. We're Right I, I would do that in elementary school, mm -hmm. and I do that now. Like so I, I, that is something that is just yeah. It's such a 
perfect moment because again like they could have injected that with like a jokey moment but it's just like they let that kind of breathe in the episode it's yeah. like those little beats in this episode and add such texture a lot of times i feel like there's a lot of times i feel like when they're when they do like i i'm really and i don't know if it's maybe just because i read a lot of this kind of stuff when i in scripts when i was a kid but anything that sexualizes children it, it, I mean, it should bother most people, I think, but it really bothers me. Anything that yeah. makes children into these. And that's something that The Simpsons didn't do. The crush Never. is very much. Yeah, the crush is very. It's a very innocent crush. He's, she's just beautiful. She's charismatic. And he's mm-hmm. immediately drawn to her, which which is, is, you know, which is what it is in those. When you're a kid, you can't explain. A lot of times you won't like somebody for their personality because kids don't have much of personality, yeah. <laughs> especially like in middle school age and that preteen age. You know, maybe they're funny. They're they're funny or they're charismatic. But other than that, you can't really, you know, mm-hmm. he's very quiet and he likes puzzles. There's there's not much oh. else that you can say. <laughs> so so it, yeah. she so he he. But because of that, he does like she they definitely have this immediate connection. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Bart embarrasses himself right in front of the love joys and makes all the wrong decisions and is thrown out. <laughs> yeah, I love his line. Uh, well, no offense, lady, but what you don't know could fill a warehouse. Yeah. Fuck. I also love him just talking about uh, it, like in an adult way, like the way that I'm sure he's heard people talk at his parents dinner parties. Just like speaking of amusing this character on Fox. I know. <laughs> the Fox's show Martin. Uh, I know, it's so good. Um, Right before that gets a moment that I love, which is just Bart, sorry, Homer and uh, Bart's dad. Um, (laughs) Homer and Marge uh, preparing Bart for his date. And Homer is very wistful and singing uh, Sunrise, sunrise, Sunset, and then uh, Cats (laughs) Cats in the Cradle. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) uh, the song, Yes, We Have No Bananas. And that is from a musical called Make It Snappy. And I read, and it made me laugh so hard, it also inspired a follow-up song, I've Got the Yes, We Have No Bananas Blues. What? Oh, right, because it was, it was like, I think it was, it was oversold, or it was something Uh that was too, yeah, it was, it was overplayed, it was really Yeah, because it became, it became a top hit, like it was, it reached the charts. (laughs) What a time to be alive. And it was, well, it was 1923. Oh, yeah. Like, What options were there? Exactly, Mm -hmm. there probably were two songs in existence. Yes, yes, we have no bananas. Bananas was to the twenties what the Macarena was to the nineties. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, Homer is crying, dancing, but yeah, <laughs> he's crying. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, this is really hard. He's like, no, didn't you hear what I said? They have no more bananas. I, yeah, Homer has a yeah. lot of really great surreal lines in this, or, or just kind yeah. of out there lines. And it's it's episodes like this, like. I used to think that sometimes, like, one of my brothers has a sense of humor that's very kind of Homer-esque, but he's he's brilliant. He's a really super intelligent guy, but he has that same that same sort of delivery and timing as, like, some of Homer's more ridiculous lines, which, like, one of which is my favorite and we'll get to in a little bit. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Homer does have, it, it is just kind of like, what is he even thinking? <laughs> right, right. Like, his logic kind of shifts episode by episode, and this yeah. is definitely hinging on the more absurd. Yeah. 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 For the service of a joke. Yeah. You know, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I also fail to mention that what he says about Martin, what Bart says is, uh, 
was feeling rather randy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, which he is gets, one of my favorite words to describe, it's like so horny. Funny. Yeah. If I'm not using horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Randy. <laughs> there's randy March. There's something very 70s and very Oscar Wilde about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, we get uh, we get this other moment, of course, where Jessica is now just really into Bart and just like I'll never forget the way that she says like You're bad, Bart Simpson. Yeah. It's You're s- real bad. It's so yeah, good. She's great. And he's like I'm not. No, I'm not. She's like I like it. And he's like I'm bad to the bone, honey. And um, yeah, then then we have this little moment of them kind of being in love. But before that, we have uh, she, like beautiful, smart, and a liar. You're so much better than Sarah, plain and tall. I know. <laughs> Who cries over the fence? It's so Which, funny. Sarah, plain and tall was a children's book, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yes, yeah. It was. And I and I looked it up to see if that was. I was like, was that maybe a song, <laughs> or was that maybe like a, a thing, a reference before, or was that something people uh-huh. would say about someone, or was it literally just a children's book from the eighties? I think it was just a children's. I book think it was. Years. I think that whoever pitched out that joke was like, surely this will be cut. Yeah, and it just never was. They they had yeah they had a third grader and yeah that's that's what it was. Well, I wanted to say real quick before we we jump ahead, um, the whole uh, string of Homer singing those songs. I read um, it cost the production thousands of dollars. Yeah, because of licensing wow. fees. <laughs> and I also feel joke. like that was cut a lot in syndication. That Maybe. scene was cut in syndication. I seen it, so it, to my memory, yeah, so I, I don't like remember it, it either. But yeah, and, and so then you, uh, it's funny because I remember another way you could tell, like, I was just listening to the episode where you, like, if you see Homie the Clown, you know, you know, it's it's the true Simpsons fan. A true Simpsons fan would know that Bart's actually had three major crushes mm-hmm. in the first 10 years because, of course, there was Laura and, of course, there's Jessica, but also there's Sarah Plain and Tall. And mm-hmm. you need to be able to mention that one because otherwise you weren't a true fan. <laughs> of course. I love Everyone that. Listen up. Yeah. Uh, so we get that kind of, um, you know, montage moment of them doing all these bad things. And uh, I love Bart saying just like, it's like the toilet paper is an extension, extension of your paper. arm. Yeah. It's, it's such love. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I actually used to, I, I never would have eaten ice cream in front of a weight loss center because that is a horrible thing to do. But when we were <laughs> drama kids and a lot of the kids on the, the, the kids, there were the basketball kids. There were the, the football kids who were actually kind of nice. There were the basketball kids who were, you know, sometimes nice, sometimes not. And then there were the baseball kids and the baseball kids were the biggest assholes. Mm. And I don't know why, but they were they were the guys who were the meanest to me. They were mm-hmm. just so mean. And uh, and a lot of boys were mean to me. Girls were mean to me, too. But a lot of boys were mean to me. Mm. And I remember we used to go, you know, just over here in Burbank, just a few blocks away when I was uh, in, in high school here. We would have have choir or drama rehearsals and we would sneak over to the 7-Eleven or the grocery store and we'd get like pints of Ben and Jerry's and we would walk back and the, the baseball kids would be running laps and we didn't need to run laps because we were doing a Midsummer Night's Dream <laughs> and we would go back and we would just be eating our ice cream going like run faster guys <laughs> run that. faster isn't this ice cream so good and one of them you know running by his name was like Brent he'd be like shut up Mara uh, I love that that's yeah. so fun that's like so deliciously kid like you know it is yeah it's really fun yeah, I, I was that. probably too old for that to be honest but, you know, 14, 15 but still yeah that they, reminded they me they had it coming yeah, yeah. I've, I had like like a real life Simpsons moment, uh, I guess in the reverse of that, um, there's this uh, spin studio um, in Los Angeles where it's in downtown and like um, the way they have it set up, you, they have like these big giant barn doors that kind of open out to the street and it's meant to be nice, but 
most often like homeless people will be wandering uh, by and like pausing for a second too long and you're like trying to work out. Um, but one time I remember being in that class and like somebody there's like a, a Ralph's around the corner and somebody had just bought like a whole thing of donuts from the Ralph's <laughs> and they walked past, thought about it, paused ate a donut, laughed, walked away. <laughs> I saw all the wheels turning in their heads. It was so funny. It was the best. That's so great. I was like applauding them from inside. So I love when Bart is trying to tell everybody that he's actually dating Jessica and no mm-hmm. one believes him and he tries to prove it. And then uh, Nelson comes over and smacks him and she's like, that's for besmirching an innocent girl's I name. Know. Yeah, so fun. That's another line that I use it's sometimes. So yeah. I love besmirch as a besmirch. word. It's, yeah. a, it's a good one. Uh, and then we get that logic that so many people have used to me and others, and it just exists in the world of just like, if this is secret, it's more fun. Uh, right. yeah. like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah. So listeners, don't ever let people tell you that. But have you had a secret relationship? It's pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, I have. Yeah, no, it's uh, kind of. Yeah, kind I of. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I don't care for it. It's it's definitely something that I think you do when you're younger. I was an yeah. intern somewhere, and I was dating the uh, one of the assistants, and we had to keep it secret. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we really did. But that was like just part of the deal. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid. I mean, I'm not very good with secrets in general. Other people's Same. secrets, I am, but my secrets, I'm not. So Absolutely. like, Same here. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. It's so it's it's not really the best. But she's like a master manipulator. This yeah, Jessica. she is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she gets she kisses his hand or his cheek, and we get uh, we get this uh, gigantic hill, um, which <laughs> it's just such a good moment. Uh, Mar, do you want to walk us through some of the beats of this? So yeah, so so he they go to a top of a hill and they're skateboarding, and uh, and and for the record, I hate skateboarding. <laughs> I, I think yeah, okay, sure, it's an art, but what all I see is you are skateboarding on the road behind me, and you have something that is right at my Achilles tendon. Yeah. Yeah, that is a weapon. Get it away from me. Build more skate parks <laughs> so skateboarders will leave us alone. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure, it's a hard thing to do, blah, 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 but I don't care what you're doing. Also, I had a lot of bad experiences with guys who skateboarded mm-hmm. uh, as a teenager and in even in college and older. Uh, so, yeah, so a lot of bad experiences. But anyway, they go up to uh, this hill that is just pretty much vertical. Yeah. And... Bart thinks that the hill is too steep, and Jessica pushes him down it. Yeah. So uh, Bart is Bart could have died. Bart is is going down the hill, and first, and it's it's he's going way too fast, and he's like, "All right, well, if I if I maintain my surface, you know, if I maintain it here, I might be able to make it." Mm-hmm. And then uh, ball bearings. <laughs> oh <laughs> there, my god! There's a bunch of ball bearings so on there. <laughs> And so he's going even faster and slipping all over the place. And then he sees a glue truck mm-hmm. and they're poking at the glue truck to see if it's actually going to go anywhere. Uh, but it's not. And I love it. Like the fact that like the idea that like glue would make a truck like as soft as paper. I love it. Uh, they're poking. You think the glue's going to go anywhere? No, they're not. And he's fine. He almost makes it. And there's an ant carrying a sunflower seed. It's so mm-hmm. funny that that's what it is. That's what it is. And it's he so goes. Tunes. Yeah. And he goes flying off and onto to the ground and then you hear oh there goes the glue after all (laughs) it's so good Uh, it's just a mountain of glue and Jessica comes down and she's just perfectly on it flawless she's she's flawless just you know fun huh Uh -huh. and Bart just gurgles glue because he's covered in glue now is this next this next uh, scene is my favorite scene in almost any Simpsons ever is this the line that reminds you of your dad or or my brother yes it definitely is that, that just the it's one of my 
my favorite scenes too. So Bart comes home and the cat is glued to his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he doesn't even, I always, I was never sure if he like said hi mom and dad or if he just walked. He just walks in front. I think it's even better that he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. It's just visual gag. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, so the glue moment, it reminds me that, they like to go to that like here's a semi truck filled with a wacky yeah. item joke a lot like the sugar episode it's also why yeah and the sugar is one of my favorite subplots ever too mm-hmm, I actually me memorized too. I've memorized the the monologue the the sugar monologue uh, never Marge never <laughs> yeah I've memorized that I did it a few a few years ago on my Facebook page I actually put up a, a, on 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 April Fool's Day, I, I recorded myself doing it and was like, hey, guys, I'm thinking about getting back into acting. Will you please critique this art, this monologue that I'm doing? That's so funny. Which Amazing. people will do on YouTube. They'll like record themselves doing monologues or songs and yeah. they'll be like, critique me, oh, uh, which is the most masochistic thing I can think of. Yeah. But yeah, there and, and that is another reason why this is sort of a good corollary for Lisa's rival. Uh, yeah. And, and it's funny because they're in the same season. They're just a few I know. episodes I know. apart. Do you think they were like, yeah, let's just, let's just throw another truck it's full the of time. weird stuff in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure like surely we can't have them back to back so yeah. we'll put two episodes <laughs> in between them uh, I do want to get to that yes, great that, line that though great line so so uh, Marge asks Homer like have you noticed anything different about Bart yet and he, <laughs> lately and he goes new glasses <laughs> and he's like no I don't think that's his he just seems he seems trouble and Homer goes probably misses his old glasses yeah <laughs> it is so funny again and, more absurd logic yeah and then even better is like I, I want to get involved in his life but I'm afraid of smothering him yeah then we'd get the chair <laughs> that's not what I was thinking Homer yes admit it Marge it was <laughs> I love that. That's just the, the dark, the dark look. It's, yeah. it's so flat, and he's so checked out. It's exactly yeah. his parenting style. Also, yeah. such an interesting choice not to continue that beat of the glasses, but to go really dark <laughs> with the chair. Yeah, you know? they could have done a classic rule of threes, but yeah. no, they did a sharp right turn. Have you noticed any change in Bart? New glasses? No, he looks like something might be disturbing him. Probably misses his old glasses. I guess we could get more involved in Bart's activities, but then I'd be afraid of smothering him. Yeah, and then we'd get the chair. That's not what I meant. It was, Marge. Admit it. Uh, yeah. so then, then we get Lisa and Bart kind of trying to help each other out, which is very sweet. And yeah. uh, I like when know, they work together. Me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And uh, Lisa's uh, saying, like, it's time for you to dump her. And he says, like, no, no, no. Here's my plan. Uh, we're going to be together for seven years. Then we're going to have a baby. Then we're going to settle down. And then she'll be nice to me because I deserve to be treated nice. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Ooh, oh, no, yeah, victim so. talking that everyone oh, relates to. Yeah. And uh, this wonderful moment that I didn't remember of Lisa saying, it's naive to think you could change a person except for the boy that works in the library. And then we get this. <laughs> Uh, this cutaway of uh, yeah, go dog, go. <laughs> That's juvenile. This is young adult. And what's oh. he reading? He's reading. Is he? Re- Do we see what he's I reading? Tell I'm, what he was reading. I'm gonna guess Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, something. Yeah, and and that's juvenile. This is young adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if only I could tame him. Like it's just such a sweet, poor little Lisa. Very yeah. relatable. Yeah, oh, exactly. Me in my life. Yeah, it's it's somebody judge me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get this great gag as well, where Bart is saying, "Just like I just need to go this many days without seeing her," and we get like this <laughs> montage of crossing That's out so the calendar, funny. and it's like, "Great, as long as I could get through this many days, day one." And he just circles the X. <laughs> so fun. And then of course, uh, Marge is so funny, just like it's time for church. Your little friend Jessica will probably be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a, a one of the beautiful moments 
moments of we hear this great voice and obviously we think it's Jessica yeah. and uh, beautiful Ned Flanders singing instead. Of course. Yeah, Ned Ned does have that great falsetto. Mm-hmm. Purple drapes. Oh, my life, I've wanted purple drapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love I, I love the characteristics that they assign to Ned. Um, the falsetto, the crazy abs, super yeah. sexy Flanders. <laughs> like, yeah. I love what they've built him up to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That That is really great. So, so, uh, so Jessica pulls Bart away and she, and he's like terrified of her at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, you're turning me into a criminal when all I want to be is like a, a petty thug. Yeah. A petty, petty thug. thug. <laughs> Their specifics are so great. I mean, yeah. the devil's cabana boy, petty thug. It's <laughs> so amazing. Oh, I also forgot. I also forgot. There's the scene where he sees her in school and uh, and or afterwards. And she's like, you know, I'll let you hold my hand. Mm-hmm. And then she uses his hand to set off the fire alarm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And, and then I there's this moment that I completely forgot about. But this was something we used to say all the time when I was a child. It's Willie. A lot of great Willie lines in this. Mm-hmm. Willie going, if I don't save the wee turtles, who will? He runs to class turtles. and he comes out covered in wee turtles. <laughs> That's so yeah. cute. Oh, save me from the wee turtles. That's a lot like uh, Pee Wee coming out with the snakes. Yeah. That's yeah. so cute. The wee turtles would also be a really great band name, I think. Yeah. So would Penny yeah. Thugs. Penny yeah. Thugs. Yeah. I, I, I have, yeah, in all caps in my notes here, forgot the wee turtles. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. So fun. Uh, we, uh, we get this moment where uh, she she steals the money yeah. and he, he Bart is just like come on even I know that that's bad and she's like well I need money to start a new life and <laughs> yeah. it's not like that no, Homer tries to put in 30 cents off shake, shake and, and bake and Marge is mad and he's just like we could give it up Marge they've been so helpful to us mm-hmm. uh, we get uh, of course uh, oh, what is uh, what is the reverend's wife's name Oh, Helen. Helen, Helen thank yeah. you. Helen is just like, she's such the, she's exactly the type of person that exists uh-huh. that would do this. She's like, everybody, come look at this. Let's all look at it. And it's just yeah. like, oh, it's so annoying. He's like, for once I didn't do it. I took the money. Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love that he jumps out of the window and then someone says, he's going to go out of the window. Stop it. He's going to, it sounds like Homer. It does. But it does sound like Homer, but I put the captions on and, because I watch TV with captions too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just says man stop oh, him he's yeah. going for huh. the window so I always made me wonder is that Homer is that not that be either way it's funny either way it is the funny the internet will tell us uh, so I love that uh, the the parents are trying to decide what's happening and Homer doesn't believe it and uh, he says well if you didn't steal it where did you get these fancy clothes <laughs> 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 and uh, it's just it's very cute and um, we get this moment where he confronts Jessica and Jessica says just like there's no way that anyone will believe you this because line. I'm oh, oh, you my God. Yeah. I'm the sweet, perfect miniature's daughter, and you're just yellow trash. Yeah. Yellow trash. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's supposed Ouch. to be white trash, but it hurts more. It hurts yeah. more. I, I do love, so he retreats to his treehouse, which is the only place that no one will... Um, like make fun of him because everyone has been yelling at him and calling right. him all these things and then you just have Jasper in the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love a good Jasper moment. Yeah. Jasper um, anytime he shows up is a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're talking about the bordello. <laughs> yeah. That's paddling. I, uh, <laughs> I love it so much. This little scene where Lisa is such a oh, first of all uh, Bart says, like, and her hair smells like red Fruit Loops. Yeah, this and is then Lisa. Moment. Well, I eat Fruit Loops for breakfast. Which is so cute. I love her going into go mode. I Me used too. to say that. I used to say that sometimes <laughs> as like a like a let's do this kind of thing. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, really? I like Fruit Loops too. And I'd be like, you don't you understand. Don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there used to be a Facebook group called Earl Grey Smells Like Fruit Loops. 
Huh. And I think that actually is yeah. what Fruit Loops give, gives Fruit Loops its scent. It's Interesting. bergamot. Interesting. Oh, wow. Bergamot oranges. So that's I love what both. So yeah, that makes so sense. Exactly. Yeah, same. So that's what Jessica Lovejoy smells like. What that's a, really what a highly funny. This also Facebook had me group. thinking the other day that like certain people just look like they should smell like things. And I really, uh-huh. I was saying the other day, I was like, I wish I looked like someone who smells like vanilla. Because they just look really together, you know? Right, yeah. Really it's like together. crew catalog style. Yeah, yeah. like they, they have their life together if they smell like vanilla. Uh-huh. I, I don't look like I smell like vanilla. I don't know what I look like I smell like, but... I think I look like I smell like pickles. I look like I smell like nuts and gum together at last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we get this great moment of Lisa in go mode, and she has this beautiful speech that is kind of saying, just like, I thought better of myself, and I'm not going to expose who the person is, and it, your own guilt is going to keep you from doing it. And then it finally breaks Skinner, uh, who's just like, I admit it, I once uh, s- uh, smelled smoke or smelled marijuana smoke in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> and uh, we get Abe Simpson. Yeah, I canceled Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and I love a good Dr. Hibbert moment, too. He goes, uh, and I left my Porsche keys inside Mrs. Glick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, just like, no, I'm talking about the, you know, the money thief and, uh, oh, whatever. It's Jessica Lovejoy. And no one believes it. And then mm-hmm. they're just like, if you go to her room, I promise you'll find it. And then uh, to the little girl's room. Yeah, I think Homer yeah. says that. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. And I love how much Lovejoy just wants it so desperately to not be his own daughter. That he's just like, well, the only explanation for this is that. That Bart managed to put his bedroom in my house. And I also, like, I also like that that Bart is Bart is. Uh, they they have Bart. <laughs> Bart comes to church like Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. And like, they is also this really say, necessary. And, and, and there's like, a very okay. '90s moment where Marge goes, "I can't be helping his self esteem." And I'm like, "All oh, right, self esteem was a thing back then, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, we actually believed yeah. <laughs> in that. Yeah. Uh, that that liking yourself would solve all problems." Uh, mm-hmm. And so we finally uh, we do get. Yeah. Her admitting, just like, no, Dad, it was me. This is and obviously a cry for help. It's your, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's your classic cry for attention. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Goes, and then, and uh, he's just like, well, maybe we took you out of boarding school too early. She's like, I was expelled, Dad, and mm-hmm. like, you know, the pipe bomb, and like lists all the different. The things. Glee Club Brawl is my favorite. <laughs> oh, that would be another, another great band name. name. Yeah, yeah Glee, Cru- Glee Club Brawl. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that a lot. And um, you know, then we get that she's gonna go back, and and he's just singing, bringing in the sheaves. Oh yeah, well. She's listing I all the things because yeah, he's just he just ignores her. It's it's and it's it's so clear. And that's what I I feel like, you know, I I do feel like in some ways it breaks down along gender lines where where like people are always like, what do girls want? What do women want? And I'm like, they want power. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. They want power. It doesn't take the same form that a lot of masculine power does, but it 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 is power, and that's mm-hmm. what Jessica wants. Jessica has fun taking control of things. Yeah. Whereas Bart just just wants to make dumb jokes and do fun things. Mm-hmm. It's it's all fun. It's all instantaneous. Jessica is calculated because it's all about getting attention, getting control. Yeah. I, I also think it's a little bit of a commentary on kind of the strict parents versus the normal parents. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. I, all of the all of the quote unquote worst kids I ever knew in my life had a very strict upbringing and they had yeah. no outlets and so they would like set things on fire. Right, right. Yeah. Like, a lot of Really religious kids end up. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've I've known a lot of kids who ended up like. My yeah, heart goes scary. out to them because, yeah, like right. you know, at the end of this episode, Bart is still the 
good boy. And, you know, Marge and Bart, or sorry, Marge and Homer aren't like perfect parents in every single mm-hmm. way, but they're realistic parents and yeah. they always care about doing the right thing and trying and, and they learn lessons, which is shown here. And I like that Marge is also like, you guys owe my son an apology, which I yeah. think is important as well. Yeah. And then you get him like, eh, you know, no problem because you can't really hear what he's saying. Yeah. Know. Well, I also like that they're, they're just, see, I, I like, it, like it always bothered me a little bit that they were all just like, oh yeah, sorry about right. it. But, but, but Bart kind of seems okay with that. Yeah. In a way. And the fact that he's okay with that makes me like it because he's just like, yeah, oh well, okay. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's so accepting and like more chill than is required in this situation. Even yeah. when he's in the Hannibal Lecter thing. But what I was going to say is like, yeah, like so Jessica wanting power, she's just doing it through the channels that are available to her. Yeah, exactly. Which is like this, you know, corner of being this like reverend's daughter. And then um, there are, I think, like three classifications of like parenting styles, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I forget the first one, but then there's uh, authoritative and authoritarian. There's a th- yeah. There's I think it's something like maybe it's just passive, permissive. Yeah. Passive, yeah, yeah. So it's like when you get the authoritarian parents, like the Lovejoys in the situation. Of course, you're going to basically build a rebel because you're you know smothering them with strict rules. But I think authoritative is that like one that exists in the middle where you're um, you know establishing boundaries, but also allowing a little bit yeah. of wiggle room and respect. Yeah, allowing allowing you know their personality, allowing them to yeah that that actually that does happen mm-hmm. and. You don't get the the resentment and neuroticism that come from authoritarian parents. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the episode, Jessica's being punished and has to like clean the stoop, like the chairs and yeah. uh, chairs. Jesus. Um, the, the steps to the, the steps to the church. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know he comes over and is very very mature. And uh, she of course is just like, did you come here to make watch me suffer? And uh, he's just like, you know, uh, no. Like I just want to say that as complex as it was, like I I grew a lot from this and I learned and I you know kind of became this better person and Mm -hmm. um, and she's like and I learned that I can make men do whatever I want I was like (laughs) well I don't think that you really did grow then or learn yeah I don't think you learned anything (laughs) and she's just like would you finish cleaning this for me he's just like will I ever and uh, and then we get the the bookstore the guy, the boy from the yeah. library, boy from the library, yeah, coming to pick coming. her up, yeah. <laughs> and I love what Bart says, uh, "Hey, hey, hey, wait till she sees the second-rate job I do on these stairs." Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, a little bit of a Millhousey, just like when she sees it, I'll do anything for her. She's bound to respect me. Yeah, which is definitely the yeah, heartbreaking I mean, kid logic. Uh, that's also that's also something that I that I you know. That I, that I believed for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. So if there's one lesson that could be had from this episode, what do you think it would be? I think that, I mean, I do think that it is kind of like, like Lisa's date with density is you cannot change another person. This is also you cannot change yourself for I another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you really can't. And that's, uh, and that's definitely something that is important. You can't change yourself. And I think like, like, it it honestly does get deep into like like I've I've had times where I've I've looked at like relationships I've had and I thought did I like the person that I was that I was yeah. when I was with this person and you do that and you think no I was annoying I was jealous I was clingy mm-hmm. or no I was really boring no I was I was you know pretending to be interested in things that I wasn't I was sad all the time I was yeah. this it's like would I want to hang out with that person or would I want to would I get along with that person that I right, was when right. I was in this relationship and if you don't like that person then you shouldn't be doing that absolutely and I think women especially like um, conform themselves 
themselves to their partner in that situation. Yeah, definitely. I feel like we're kind of fed from an early age of like, um, you know, you have to cater to somebody else's needs in yeah. a big way, you know, caretakery style. Yeah. And then we're also sort of given this like lesson of, well, as you're growing up, you're always changing. So maybe this is the real person that you were meant to be the whole yeah. time, which is like a load of bullshit. Yeah. there And there are some people who don't seem comfortable unless they are with somebody else who is controlling them and is yeah. thinking yeah. about them and, and, and trying to. Yeah, I've, I've known people like that who aren't happy unless they're in relationships because they feel lost. Well, we choose a love we think we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, guys, really quickly, an example of someone who has conformed themselves for their partners in a very extreme way is my lovely, wonderful Aunt Becky, who has dated multiple clowns in her life and then became one. Wow. You're talking about real clowns. Real clowns with face paint and uh, the nose and, and all of it. She would do balloon animals and she got very good and now she still they are no longer together uh, but she still has a little a little clown in her yeah, um, that is terrifying to me and not and not because of the old like oh clowns are scary thing but because I've I've like dated a lot of magicians interesting not, amateur magicians not professional magicians yeah. but people who are really interested in, in magic and I have no interest in close up magic I just want to know how it's done so it frustrates me but uh, yeah I'm very much like Hank Hill in that way yeah. but but yeah so, so I really hope that doesn't mean that I'm meant to be a magician because I, I have no respect for that cra- I, I have respect for the craft of it but I have no love for it mm-hmm. so, time, yeah. time will tell that's funny time you said at work the other day I we were talking about somebody and I said yeah this person looks like uh, they look like they do close up magic and one of my co-workers goes that's the meanest thing you've ever seen <laughs> we had a good laugh that's, yeah. that's very funny uh, Mara thank you so much for doing oh, the show thank you thank you this uh, has been so much fun yeah we had a great time this is yeah. a great episode to talk about thank you so much and then uh, if there's anything you want to plug or social media just plug away yeah uh, you can you can uh, get my book Where Am I Now uh, it's available at bookstores and everywhere online it's uh, and I do I do very much indulge uh, my love of The Simpsons there a couple times to talk oh, about okay. how uh, sometimes I would get lines from The Simpsons stuck in my head because of my OCD. Uh, sometimes it'll be like Jonathan, uh, what's it like Jonathan Livingston Siegel? Yeah, you know Captain <laughs> McAllister. I had that stuck in my head for like two months. Then that's that's OCD for you guys. Uh, but yeah, and it, it definitely was an influence on my on on my life. And uh, yeah, I think if I think that uh, if you enjoy my sense of humor, you'll like that. I'm at Mara Wilson on Twitter, uh, and. Yeah, I've got a million different projects coming up. And right now I'm trying to figure out which one will actually go forward first. So we'll see what happens with that. Yay. Cool. Thank you so much. And Julia, you. where can people find you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. I'm at Julia Prescott on all the things. Uh, Allie, where can people find you? Thank you for asking. You can find me <laughs> at Allie Gertz and all the things. You can find us at Simpsons Pod and everything's coming up Simpsons at gmail.com. Yeah. And go visit our Tee Public store. Um, we have a ton of Simpsons-y t-shirts that you can go and buy. And then we get a little bit of, of that cash so that we can keep the um, the lights on in our podcasting house and support us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Simpsons pod. Do you know uh, who supported us recently? No, but I want to know. Nicole DeMaria. Thank you, Um, So if you guys want to hear bonus episodes from us and other, um, you know, fun things, uh, we're going to also have merch soon. Um, Go visit us there and support us and be cool. Smell you later. Smell you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 